This is Noah Levine. Please uh, tune in to the Hard Luck Podcast because you know it's that gangster shit. Good morning and welcome to the Hard Luck Show. I'm your certified, qualified West Side host, Steve Lucky Luciano. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, you tuned in to the greatest show on earth. It's the Hard Luck Show. Coming at you from the city of Santa Monica, we are at the Pico Youth and Family Center today. On my right, my co-host and partner, Cold Dude with the Braids. Chumahan, yeah. Bowen, American Indian, Southern Californian, <laughs> elegant barbarian, yeah. bringing you some old school Cheech and Chong soundtrack bullshit once again. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Come on! Flip. Hey, and for all you guys listening out there, Blue Eyes right. is out today. Yep. He's got his son. Came and set everything up. He's generous. Right. Make sure we're tight and ready to go. That's right. Sounds but right. sound will be covered by Chumahan as the well. The savage, savage sound in Dolby. Old Brown Eye. 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 Brown Eye. Old 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 Jim's like, what the hell did I just give myself? (laughs) And there's extraordinary things happening in the universe (laughs) with our showrunner extraordinaire Schwartz. What up, fellas? What's up, boys? And you know what that means when the Indians run in the board? The Indians run in the board. The Schwartz theme song. The reality comes. The sweet sounds of Bob James. Bob James, baby. Bob James, buddy. My name is Schwartz, and I have a With a donut. Stop coming and going out the door. You're stopping me from napping. I'm your wife. You don't want me capping. Better watch out. You know what is happening. Problems. Short, 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 short. Oh, man. Drip on the wrist. All right, man. All right. Hey, that intro is that? That intro, it's actually my grandfather's. That's dope. I could tell it was older. Like, yeah, man. Like, it's style. Well, listen. The intro what? I dig it. Yeah. The intro what? The intro was great. Oh. Oh, It was fantastic. Schumacher did it. Yeah. By the way, you guys, Big Pick Mike. Big Pick Mike. Scruthers. Catman Scruthers. Come on. Scatman Cruthers. Come on. Man Brothers. Here he goes. Here we go. Give him the headphones. Come on. I want to hear your skidatin' datin' wadatin' da 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 da. Come on. Check it out, y'all. Book it down on board. Where's your friend? I'm giving it up. Yeah! I'm not sure, baby. What's up, friend? Going swirl, got a little too. Come on, rock it out. I'm starting to get a guy. I'm starting to get a guy. I'm starting to get a guy. I'm starting to get a who knows his tribe to another man from San Diego still here still keeping it real still Bobby. the owner of tribal clothing streetwear yeah, yeah. Bobby, Bobby what's up Bobby. Bobby. 
Uh, what's up, Bobby? What's, what's up, happening? Bobs? Once Who again, you with you, Bobby? oh man, I I brought this dude. This this is uh, this dude's. I mean, you know, you talk about different types of badasses, yeah, and people that just are are really on point, like you. Um, thank you, Lucky, oh, and uh, the and, humble but, badass, but, but very you know put together. Um, all rounded, very uh, amazing, and his credentials are insane. I can't even begin to, to list them, but um, he's he's the co curator of uh, of the, the Street Legacy show. Also, also a uh, a great friend. He is a dean, a professor, an art critic, an author, a triathlete. Uh, no, really, I'm not bullshitting. No, no, I am not. I'm not. I'm I am not I am not exaggerating all those are real he does he's done a TED talk he's uh he's got degrees from Harvard right from uh Columbia right from where else Boston Boston University of Phoenix he's an he's a he's an amazing academic author he's done books for Shepard Ferry what uh he's a uh, uh, street art expert. He's done books on street art. He's done books. Look at this with book, Steve. This is the Stay Up oh, Kenny wow. Los Angeles Street Art. Nice. Kenny Sharp. Um, he's just he's a he's just uh, on another. Sharp. Look at this. On another. Uh, just another degree of being a, a badass, and I always tell him to save some for the rest of us. Because he, he's done it all. So. And by the way, and welcome I, who the hell is the guy? What's yeah. his name? Jim Dacian. Dacian! And we could say doctor in front of that. Dacian. You should have doctor. Yeah, yeah, doctor. Yeah. You know what they call him on the Professor Juman. You know what they call him on the, on the uh, softball league? Impatient Dacian. That's right. That's what they call him. Yes, yes. No, but he is a doctor. You know what, brother? First off, thank you for coming on the show. It's a that was a great introduction. Yeah. Uh, first thing that flies off is like you're like a badass partner. That's how I talk about Chumahan, man. Right. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like finally somebody's stepping up to the plate with some putting some real badass because we're badass on an, on another thing. Yeah. But another plane. And you both respect guys. With the credentials, man, oh, because the credentials one, are two hundred percent. They put in the work. Yeah, like they were able to put in the work and do hard work. And you respect that. I tell even Chumon, man. Even my, I got homies. I got people from all walks of life, but they all have his respect, man. Yeah. When they know what he did, because you can't bullshit your way around you can. that work. No. You know what I'm saying? So welcome to the show, man. Yeah, yeah. you guys. Oh, I me, appreciate you guys are it. Like, you got this. The schooling, education, formal stuff, and this dude's got the calles. So together, yeah, it's a great. I'm really excited and honored to work with them and, and co-curate this show with him. And he's he's able to to open doors that would, I mean, be real difficult for me to try to. That's do your on my baby, own. bro. Yeah, dude, that's your baby, man. Yeah. I mean, I think of, I almost, I almost think of the legacy show now, in front of the barrel, brand. Like, because you've really been so consistent and made it like. You push that thing to yeah. reality, you know? Well, 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 so right at the, uh, for Mr. and Mrs. Earbuds, right yeah. at the outset, what is the show that's coming up? And then how does uh, Dacian, how does he roll into that? Yeah, but, you want to start? Well, you could take that. Okay. Go for it, Go for All it, right. Jim. Yeah. Look well, at that little tag team, right? Yeah, well, by the way, you guys, Bobby, before I start, 
Bobby is a friend of mine for over 30 years. Right. We grew up. Uh, helping each other through the apparel industry. Yes, he right. is one of the pioneers along with me and a handful of others that really started streetwear. That, um, I'm not going to get into that. And so I want everybody to know, man, this is a dear, dear friend of mine and That's his right. partner coming on the show right That's now. Right. Go ahead, Jim. I yeah. love you, Lucky. Love you too, brother. <laughs> yeah, well, I think some context probably is helpful even how we know each other. Yeah. I, I was a recent move to San Diego about six years ago and I reached out to Bobby as I was curating a show because... How do you reach out to a guy like Bobby Charles? You just show up at his office or you send him an email? Like many things, I sent him an email and I introduced myself and I I said who I was. And I think he did some research on me too. He's like, who is this guy? Wait a second, Bobby. So, I mean, how many people are trying to get at you through email? And then, so how come you're looking up Dacian? Because it said probably Dean of, (laughs) (laughs) at the end of the email, it said said PhD and it said, and I, I was honored that, that he even reached out to me. Right, of course. You know what I mean? And and um and I, I realize like the importance of his work and what he's done and what he's um he wants to do. And I right. think I think it's uh I'm super excited to work with them, like just just on this project. And we've worked on a couple other smaller projects previously. Um Jim also has curated shows at the Oceanside Museum of Art. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, well, so let me ask this then. So you reached out to Bobby for what, what was the reason? So twofold, uh, one, I wanted to do an article about him for the paper. So I I was writing, writing our criticisms. That's the way to, that's the, that's the way to butter up the toast. I got it. Absolutely. (laughs) I want to feature you. You're obviously (laughs) a pioneer. Which, which we did. It was a great article. Right. It's all true. So it was fantastic. And then uh, I was looking to get more plugged into San Diego and he was the guy. Where were Mm -hmm. you coming from? I was coming from LA County. So I was at a Azusa Pacific university as a professor. You were in Central Men's Jail? No. Uh, Yes. LA County? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that, that's, <laughs> maybe that has a different context. Yeah. Right so, yeah. But yeah, I, I was uh, I was in at a university in Los Angeles County, yeah. and so I had recently taken a job in San Diego. Yeah. And so I wanted to get plugged in to what the Shit. art scene was happening. You, probably, down you plugged in, yeah. Yeah. You, you, you went directly right to the guy. power source. Yeah, you did. Right. Exactly. Right. And so it's been great. It's been a good friendship. We've worked on a number of fun things, but we also had a lot in common. Just sort of like what we were interested in aesthetics, yeah. you know, different points in life and where you are and so right. yeah so the, it just sure. communication was easy right, right. and so that's i think what led to hey we should work on a project together right. and thinking and reflecting on the importance of stripe tribal streetwear uh not only from like a curatorial aspect which the legacy show has done a good job but an academic perspective well well mm-hmm. so then let's 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 that's let's it is yeah. interesting so let's point on that because some people, right, might say, well, Tribal is a clothing brand, yeah. right? What does that have to do with, quote, and I'm being devil's advocate. Do it. All right. What does that have to do with art, culture, and what does that have to do, why would anyone in academia or in, in art theory or criti- criticism or whatever want to work with a clothing company? Yeah, that's a great question. And so if you back up, the academic area is called street culture. So that's the academic lens, that's the journal that's the search words you're going to use. And tribal fits within all of it because so many of the subtopics within street culture, graffiti, street art, whatever it be, uh, breaking, low riders, tattoo culture, are all rolled up into what makes tribal streetwear. Right. And so the goal was, 
if we can verbally examine, and realistically yeah, yeah if, right. if we could examine all these various areas with experts and people who live within them uh, that would really make a contribution academically to the world but also allow tribal streetwear to live in another realm sure. a dimension is, yeah. exactly well, it, is, it is a subculture i mean yeah, it, it is already living in a dimension so that's interesting so then the, the next thing that that pops up for me when when we talk about this then is to think about the relationship between commerce and art right it seems like in the old days it used to be something somewhat separate maybe or that that fiction was upheld let's say oh, right yeah. it's a right. fiction yeah Walk us through, you know, and remember, we got people that are, that, listen, Mr. and Mrs. Earbuds, what you're hearing right now is something very special and unique, and we're very proud to be working with Bobby Thank to you. bring to you some uh, stuff that, that some people probably pay $150,000 tuition to hear, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. so why then, so how do you think about or how do you stage this idea of commerce, art, the street? Yeah. How do you look at that? No, it's a great question because commerce and art uh, can be backed up into low and high art or just low culture, high culture. It's often how it's been divided. Right. And that's often a power play, right? It's who has the money, who are the institutions that are granting whatever that may be. So uh, in modern art and in high art, for the most part, Art was controlled by educational institutions, by collectors, by nonprofits, museums, and they determined what art was. And it typically was something that could be hung on a wall or put on a pedestal. Now that opened up to video and other types of lenses as we move into the 50s and 60s. Right. But anything that was practical, that is you drove it, you wore it on your skin, on your clothes, that was all deemed a lower type of art form because it was a practical function to it. Right. So, right. Right? Right. so right. that changes yeah. in the 60s and 70s as we move forward. We have this switch from modernism to postmodernism. Modernism is um, a theory that, you know, that there are central figures, places, institutions, people that control the narrative of what art is. With postmodernism, we turn up all that on its head and it's diversified around the world so that there is no longer a city center. It's not just Los Angeles, it's San Diego, but it's also Temecula and it's every other place that doesn't have an internet connection for goodness sake. And it's not about the museum. It could happen in the street. It can happen within a clothing brand. It's yeah, right? interesting. Yeah, right. and it's interesting how you approach that and you you throw out there the 60s as a point of change for a lot of this. And right away as you're talking, obviously the first person that passed through my head is Andy Warhol. It's it, talking about institutions and like the way you said that was exactly right. That's exactly right. Like we're busy looking over there when really it's right here right now. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, 1963, Andy Warhol's Brillo box is often ah, thought of as fuck, yeah. the critical piece that changed More it. than the camels. The Brillo box looked just like the box that was in the store. You couldn't tell the difference unless it was on a pedestal, right, in a gallery, or you had prior knowledge that it was art. If you can't see the difference, you had to have knowledge of the art world, and that's not fair. So right. a lot of the things that are happening in postmodernism, what Tribal's doing, you know it's art the moment you see it. You don't mm. need a gallery, you don't need you know that prior knowledge and that's what's so special about sort of what happened after warhol and then what's interesting too so what you've kind of laid out <clears throat> sketched out is sort of the development of maybe how art is thought of or framed or what the boundaries are what the definitions have traditionally been or, or whatever but interestingly in that same discussion 
you know, it usually comes under the heading of like guerrilla marketing, right? For businesses where it's like, you got to yeah. get people something Street. to believe in. You got to make it more than just a product. It's a movement. It's a whatever. And so what are your thoughts? And this goes out to everybody here because, I mean, Bobby and, and Steve have, have actually been out there, you know, putting these things together, right? And making sure that it stays homegrown, doesn't get appropriated to other people who are just trying to make a quick buck. But the thing is, is business then stops thinking of commerce as merely just, oh, okay, I got a shelf and you come in, I give you this and there's an exchange. Businesses start to realize that there's more to what's going on here than just this transactional stuff, but it's a culture. It is a cultural movement. Bobby, what do you think about that? I, I, it is. It always has been. And I think in regards to like the cultural movement for the way that that I've always approached the brand since the beginning is representing things that were significant and culturally um, we were into um, the from the first very first tribal graphics were done by my brother and I, you know, his tattoo flash and some of my lettering. And as we progressed culturally, you know, also lowriders and um, as the graffiti scene and I started to, to curate shows myself and become involved in the San Diego graffiti scene, then adding that element to it. And only because it was still fresh and new and it was exciting at that time. And not to say that it isn't now, but um, you know, these were things that were influencing us. And from the beginning, you know, um, I was always involved in, and enjoyed skateboarding and just all these elements that are that are Southern California. But, you know, I, I've I've said that I believe that street art, tattoo art, um, you know, tattooing, uh, graffiti, low writing are some of the most contemporary art forms that exist and not just um most contemporary but most noticeable in at least southern california in regards to all of us i don't know chumans but but a lot of people not all of us but a lot of people you know rocking tattoos something that and and you know a t-shirt with graphics and, and design that is inspired by our culture our likings our our you know the things that that our we flavor. Grew, yeah our flavor and things that we grew up with um so, the, you know, and then besides that, you know, the, there's are things and art forms other than the visual part, like um, dance, you know, hip hop, break dancing um, that is exciting and, and a, a part of what we do culturally, um, you know, cruising, low riding, that type of stuff. Music, obviously, music has always been connected to to art it is an art obviously but i mean it's it's connected like with album covers with um, right you know and, correct yeah, yeah so and then working with with musicians and and being involved with that and them it's just it's who we are man it's 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 always been that way and and to be able to to share this internationally um you know through clothing and having curated shows in different parts of the world and and, th you know, in the beginning with our, our videos and our DVDs and, and at trade shows. And it's it's always had an artistic element. And it was kind of like what Jim was saying earlier. We were kind of like a, in the beginning, like a, I don't know, stepchild's the right word, to art. But now it's really being acknowledged. And here we are now in Southern California in an actual museum. And, and you know, the show that the Street Legacy show will be a museum show and and we have attempted and I think we did a great job 
in and just you know up to now in um, having the best of the best. Every artist we invited accepted the invitation. And, and so, real quick, and, since we're right here, uh-huh. when, what, and who's going to be there, at, and what's the exact name of the the show that you're putting on this legacy show? The show that Jim and I are curating is called Street Legacy, um, SoCal Style Masters. Man. And, and it's at California Center for the Arts, and that's in Escondido, which is North County, San Diego. It's the only facility that's anywhere close to us that we think we know can accommodate what we're attempting to do. The show isn't just the museum show. Throughout the show opens June 25th with a car show, music, yeah. um, food trucks, you know, DJs, like the whole the whole bit, um, the vibe. And the, the car show, um, I'm being, you know, I work with the guys from Elite Car Club. Shout out to them, San Diego. Of course, um, you know, I'm, I'm close to the guys from Click and the club. So it'll be hand-picked cars from... Los Angeles and and San Diego. So that's the car show part of it. The show will run in the museum, the art show, until August 28th. So during all of July and June, we're gonna we're gonna have other events within the center. So California Center for the Arts has multiple theaters. They have courtyards. They have lawns. It's it's a cultural center. It's a it's think of like a a a good size high school campus. That's that's kind of what you're going to get. The theaters are beautiful. Like we've been, you know, we're definitely doing uh, some live music in the courtyard, bands that are known bands. Um, we're we're hoping to have, uh, and it looks like I'm not going to, nothing's signed, but it's in the works, some really established comedians. So we'll do like nice. a night of art and comedy, a weekend of music and art. So everything that is represented in the gallery, these things that attach to it, like the car show attaches to what's going on in the gallery because, or it's, Ah. it, 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 correlates with it so, as, so, as so in cool, some man. sense it's more sensory and experience in the sense of you go and you can see some stuff that's in a gallery but then you can also go outside and experience see the it art in right. its set right. or you walk Brilliant. over you walk over to the theater and um you know there's this badass comedian and he's a friend of ours but i'm not gonna say his name yet right. because <laughs> we're still working on it but um you know that's a night right. of, i won't of, tell anyone it's george lopez yeah. right. don't, right. 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 don't worry no a night, no, a night of, of, of art and Paul comedy Rodriguez, listen and stop being you difficult. Know, All right, like, go ahead. You know, you, you can, you know, show up early. You go into the museum. Right. Have a couple cocktails. You go into the theater. You watch a comedy show. Maybe the so, people that, you know, the, the, the gallery will be open afterwards. So it's, 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 it's like no the Frankie one. Takeover, man. No Frankie Quinn. It is. It's like a two-month takeover. Like right. Like no, that. you know what it is? Yeah. You know what it is? Essentially, this is a Southern California uh, Street World's Fair. Yeah. It's yeah. the World's Fair. And that's, and that's ultimately... I think he put a name on ultimately what your yeah. vision is. Yeah. Yeah. Eventually. Yeah. So, really. but obviously, you know, we, we do hit, um, you know, being that it is an institution, the people in the museum are great and we're super, super, um, honored to, what are you doing? Uh, right now, Mr. and Mrs. Earbud, you can't see <laughs> Steve is checking out, uh, uh, yeah, he's doing a sock check. Steve is doing a sock check. Is that a prison thing or like, <laughs> no, he was, he was, he was, <laughs> no, he was. He Bobby was, was trying to talk about how he's opening up a three-month show, and Steve's looking at his shoes. No, I'll post him in a little. Go ahead, while. go ahead. What is These it? Are like some anaconda. 
<laughs> he's got I'm some chucks. Not. Yeah, he's got some they're, chucks. They're with Chuck, Chuck, Chuck 70s snake, snake skin. That's right. Real snake skin Chuck 70s. Yeah. That's what oh, my are. goodness. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That's pimp. So, Dacian... Uh, how does it so how do you what so what's your I mean obviously we could say well he's talked you talked to the academic institutions and and figured out some of those pieces but tell us in more detail what goes into all this because I mean I think everybody thinks I, I mean just to, just to cut in real quick yeah. I, I couldn't do it without him like I don't at working with this sort of an institution like this is the first real institution that I've curated a show at and and Jim is able to speak a language that you know I don't speak i'd say um, right and jim is uh you know no matter what you how you want to look at things there's still a degree of perception when somebody that's um tattooed with a bald head and um hey try walking into court with braids <laughs> yeah walks <laughs> walks into a meeting or walks into a room and and um i'm not it's not in i don't know but i i and then me trying to like i said he he brings an aesthetic uh a professionalism like he knows you know he studied curation i'm sure, sure. like he knows yeah, how to professionally right. lay out a show hey. and put shows together so in an attempt to do the very best like he's bringing artists to the table like right. he's he's introducing me to artists that i don't know like we've had just you know yesterday some of the meetings that we've had with with some of the artists that will be in the show later give today a, give us a like, name give us some kind sure. of name well, just who'd we meet with yesterday bobby we started we had a really cool meeting with a good friend of mine slick OG Slick OG from Slick. Los Angeles. And then yeah. from, from there, we went to, uh, to, to meet with also a, a friend of mine from the last probably 25 years, uh, Shepard Ferry. Nice. Um, and they're, they're excited. I've heard of that guy. Oh, yeah, they're excited <laughs> about the show. Um, and then today we're, then last night we did some other stuff. Yeah, we meet with Kenny Sharp yeah, this afternoon. Yeah, we meet with Kenny Sharp this afternoon. You know who works with Kenny Sharp, who does a lot of his manufacturing and stuff? Mike Messick. Does he? Yeah. yeah. Does all of his, uh, a lot of his stuff. He's with them all the time. Mike yeah. Maddox? Messix. Oh, I don't Messix. know. Do Messix, I know Mike Messix, DJ Mike Messix, big DJ from oh, Los I don't Angeles. Know. I don't know. And then, uh, then we're going to go, uh, we're going to hopefully see Esteban this afternoon. Oh, oh yeah. That's the biggest one. So we're going to come Kenny on. Sharf, a la verga. A la verga. Hey, Kenny Sharf, that Esteban, guy. and then uh, later this afternoon, we're going to drive out to Thousand Oaks and see the legendary risk yeah. Yeah. Productive, productive trip so, up north so this man. is you know it's it's Damn. been productive and and we're it's it's a part of um you know the, our vision and and laying these things out and making sure that we're able to provide the artists with you right. know what they want to yeah. do and how they want to represent sure. in, in the so Jim, so uh, tell us a little bit about your journey in this process of the street legacy curation, yeah. and also, can you finally fucking just tell us the truth? Like, is every everybody's curating? Nobody doesn't not curate. Everybody, I talked to the seven, my friends at Seven Eleven. They're like, well, I'm curating my snacks right now. I got, <laughs> so you know, uh, yeah. get clear on what's real curation and what's just like, no, you're just making a list, homie. Like, what are you talking about? Okay, yeah, it, go ahead. Curating has that term has lost its meaning totally. in the last ten years because. Because you curate cheese at a restaurant. <laughs> uh, and at the end of the day, curate only means to care for. So right. if you use it in that context, yeah, you're curating a podcast. We're curating a whatever. <laughs> you know, we could curate whatever we want to. Right. But as a title, it's often been associated with art galleries and museums. And there's often a scholarship component that goes with and it. And what is that? 
What is that? You know, so you think with any time you do scholarship, it's about moving knowledge forward, creating new knowledge or reorganizing existing knowledge in a new way for people to understand it. Got it. So you're trying to push knowledge forward in some way. So when you curate a show, you don't want it to be pseudo scholarship, right? Which a lot right. of shows are. It's like, I'm going to get my friends together right. and we're going to write a paragraph. And I yeah, know, I know people whose whole career is pseudo scholarship. Exactly. And so that's not the point. I mean, <laughs> to, to, to actually be scholarship, uh, we have something we call peer review in academia is that, yeah, we're going to do some work. We're going to do some original research. We're going to put publications together. We're going to put a show together. But we're also going to review it by other scholars in the right. field and experts. They're going to give us their feedback. And then you have something that you're hopefully contributing towards the field that people will acknowledge, they'll reference, and it'll add to other scholarship. And so when I mentioned street culture before, this show and the edited book that we're doing in tandem with it is meant to move this field forward. Right. And in what way do you think and also and, and why is there also and what kind of publication is it? Yeah. Is this being done in tandem with the the show, the multi month show itself? Yeah. June 25th. Yeah. Hurry up and get down there. All yeah. Right, and and they they are done in tandem, but they're not dependent on one another. Right. They, they often they obviously are going to feed each other. A lot of the writing and the scholarship and thinking that went into the book will be in a lot of the wall titles and the text that we use for the show. Right. So you, you'll see evidence of it as it goes along. Uh, but the book is an, it's an edited book, which we happen to have an, a distinguished member with us that has contributed yeah. towards yeah, that edited book. Yeah. Yes, we do, by the name of Mr. Chumahan. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations yeah. to me. And thank you for that. Hey, congratulations. Yeah. Hey, Great, brother. Listen. Yeah. So seriously, it is a, and it's an awesome lineup. <laughs> There's uh, 15 authors uh, that are part of this book. They're from all over the world have different types of degrees and expertise uh, either embedded within the culture and are writing about it from a first-person perspective or approaching it from a lens like art history, art criticism, philosophy, criminology, sociology. I mean, so that's... Let me ask you a question without giving away the, the, the amazing revelations that are in the article that is in rough draft form, right? And it's about to be peer-reviewed and probably going to get my... I'm probably going to get stomped on pretty hard by intelligent people. But um, where would you have put the article that, that I contributed in terms of like a discipline? What was what would you think? Yeah, that's a good question. So I would put it. <laughs> Jumahan, like, yeah, I don't fucking know. Ju right, right. Jumahan asks a lot of good questions. Yeah, it's, it's He's a lawyer. <laughs> so that's right. I He's would, a trained. Yeah. Questioner. Oh, yeah. Totally. No, bullshit. Yeah. Right. No, no. I mean, um, you know. I'm going to say something that I'd probably put it in a methodology section uh, if I was looking. And I, I like the idea of embedding one person within something. You're writing from a particular perspective when you're right. talking about tribes. Right. So um, using yourself as an instrument right. to collect data and analyze it right. is a particular type of methodology. Right. So I'd probably put you in a... Hunter S. Thompson. Right? Gonzo journalism. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, uh, but it's... it's, it's, it's um, it would it would be something along the methodology itself of using yourself as an instrument and an analysis rather than something thematic, if that makes sense. Yeah, so it it's does. Probably not an answer you would think that I would say, but I think that's interesting when you you collect, you analyze. You're kind of the subject, right. but you're also an observer right. of everything. Right. And if you acknowledge all those things, which right. is what you have to do, 
then you can, you say, well, the, here's the benefits of that, but here's also the cons of that because right. you're, you're going to miss things right. when you have those right, you particular said that like lens. You actually know what I missed. <laughs> yeah, I, no, no. I'm catching your message. Yeah, right. Right. But as, Rewrite. as would I, right? <laughs> so I have nope. an intimate knowledge of tribal and have a perspective, but mine's going to be totally different. Oh, but right. I, but I've got to acknowledge all those biases and experiences well, that this I have. Is why, this is why I think Bobby... Um, I think this is what Bobby, you know, when he asked or invited me to, I think part of his brilliance or his thought. You know, one of the things I've always noticed about Bobby Tribal that I've always respected, and, and he's a humble dude, and you try to compliment this dude. Like, I'm sure he's the kind of guy that That's probably. Shit. He, I, I, I bet the guy like this might accept a huge award at a, at a tux, <laughs> in a tux at a black tie affair and wouldn't want to brag hey, somebody about Somebody needs to give this guy an award. Yeah, man. did he get an It'd award? Nice did he get an award? award. Jim, tell the truth. I think You're, he deserves an award what, yeah, did you yeah, get an hey. award what, did you get a, an award recently Please, and, uh, tell the truth happen in the last there's a lot hours. of Chicanos that need to hear about your success I did I did what the hell was it it was a, a lava award in it, it a was what a lava what? award you got Rich, a lava land lava LABA Los Angeles Beverly Arts Association. Wow, that's awesome, man! Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Where was this at? It was a, uh, it was an icon award. Who told you? I don't know. <laughs> you know it was, paper. Paper. It was already blocked. Yeah. Come on, man! Right. Who doesn't know? Who doesn't know? It was at the Four Seasons in Beverly Hills. Four Seasons. Cool. It was really nice. Like people were nice, but it was very uncomfortable. Oh, I, right. I, I, I enjoyed it, you know, but it was a uh, just very. It was very different. I was hard on, being honored, at the top. honored, ah. honored, humbled. You're probably, more, being famous. You're probably more comfortable eating at a, a food truck called Punk Rock Rice or something right. like that's that. Right. Right? Absolutely. Okay. That's right. Absolutely. Listen, but the man. Is no, but when the, are you running for office? No, Let's that's stop not, bullshit. That's Come not, on, Bobby. Wipe your ass with hundred dollar bills, man. San Diego, rolling in dough, bro. Shoveling money into this guy's. You know, I'm gonna. I'm actually. At one point, I'll go in the opposite direction. You're gonna find me out. Out when, in the, he sounds like your, Warren Buffett. You this is the Warren worth, Buffett of San hey, Diego right here. You know, all that good shit outside. You have to be <laughs> taking in making a certain amount of bread to be at a place like that where oh, they're wait, giving you dude, a fucking listen, thing. Listen, I got a rule of thumb. He's rich. Ball I got a rule of thumb. I got an algorithm. That every yeah. time you talk to a man in the United States and he willingly tells you, like, oh, I'm, I'm almost broke. I, I don't yeah, know yeah, what. Yeah. That means he's rich. Yes. That's <laughs> what that means. Oh, no. <laughs> anyway, so if people are looking for a loan, yeah. where do they go? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Chumahan. Anyways, hey, um, I wanted to, I wanted to say something going back to the book project and and something. Oh yeah, let's go back to that. Hey, come on. Talking about so, we, we did come so, here for this. I mean, so here's the thing. So that we're actually um, working on two books, but one won't be done until because I'm I'm actually putting this other book together myself. And the second book is more of a visual book, photography, graphics, nice. sketches, right. um, product shots, um, more of the visual history of the brand, like just dope photography cool. you know from, from all over. But but the book that you contributed to Chumahan and the book that that, um, you know, Jim is 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 editing and, and he's writing. Helping. Yeah. So that book to me. Like anybody could do a coffee table book. I mean, it's it's a lot easier than 
you know, I don't mean anybody, but a coffee table right. book's cool. You're going to look at a coffee table. Sure. You're going right. to get images. You're going to obviously learn some things right. visually, and there'll right. be some writing in it. But right. for me, the academic book holds, Greater and I'm value. doing both. Like, right. I'm, I'm doing, right. working on both. But, but the academic book, you're in the books like right. you're you're you're, you're contributing you're right. you're, yeah. sure. you're people are studying you it's going to be used right. in universities right. it's going to be be something that people study for the next who knows how many it's very, years I, I, it's yeah. very different it's, bobby it's, you're it's, talking it's, about it's really different and it, it's it's an honor like just to be recognized as something so unique and sure. and um you know it's it's or, or like, what is this phenomenon that all these people you are what, writing Bobby, about? And I just want you know? to say something to 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 the uh, to you about you, and that is that like early on in when this was primarily about apparel when we first met, mm-hmm. it's easy for a brand to get behind one thing. It's not easy. That in itself is a task, depending on what you're getting into. You choose to get into skate. And you step into that box, then you're politically everything. You have to be about skateboarding, giving back to the community. If you're going to be about breakdancing, then you've got to be. If you're going to be, and it's, it is, I want to know, like, man, it's just so much, dude. And I've always seen you be able to give ample amount of time and exposure to different elements within our culture. And and how how is that, bro? Because I'm lost on one. I'm overwhelmed, but to constantly spread it out so that you're engaged and you're growing it at the same time, it's yeah. growing and staying involved on, let's just say five fronts. Let's just be simple right here and say five fronts. How is that? Was How is it that you're able to approach it and do that? And what, you know? It's organic, Lucky. You, you live, you grew up here and we're from Santa Monica. We're in Santa Monica, Lucky's neighborhood here. But you grew up, around the beach culture and you grow up around skateboarding. I don't know if you used to skateboard, which you probably did. You then later on, you got involved with the neighborhood and, and you know, that whole culture. Um, and you know, you, I'm sure you do graffiti like hand styles. You can do, do placasos. You can do. So all those things came naturally to us, um, as kids growing up in Southern California, right? Like the graffiti, the low riding, the the placasos, the graffiti. It's all mess. It's already. It's already there. Only Southern California. Yeah, it's already there. So when I was in college, well, I was just getting out of high school, um, going into college. That's when hip hop really became stronger on the West Coast. Um, Visually, with the the East Coast style hip hop graffiti. Um, so being that I had a, I love graffiti. Have like a graffiti background. I used to do it as a kid. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. And I grew um, some respect and appreciation for what they were doing and coming to Hollywood and seeing what Risky was doing back then mm-hmm. and, and Slick and Dante and all these other badass artists from here and then digging in a little further and into the roots of it and then learning about hip hop and, and working as a, I got through college, I spent you know, years as a janitor. So I used to let kids you hear in. that guys? He was fucking a janitor. I, what, uh, yes, so I would I would I would open I would open the 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 gym the wrestling room so kids could go in and practice break dancing. I'm like, what, dude? This is badass. This I, yeah. is like, so I've always said, and I've said this probably 
I've said this all kinds of times, but I, I really believe that um, it's very important if a brand is going to use or, you know, market with low riding, skateboarding, graffiti, hip hop, whatever, you have to be involved in that for real. Like you, that's you why have I said that about you have, you have but to I be, said that about skates. Skates yeah, similar way. Yeah, you have to be connected to it right. in some way. Either, contributing to it. Oh yeah, uh, me. You know, I'm, I don't. You know, I'll skate around my driveway still a little bit and do a little shit here and there. But it hurts when when you fall at my right, age, right, and right, I'm right. not trying to fall right. anymore. You know, but <laughs> right. but um, you know, I Slappies, which is one of the baddest, if not the baddest, skate shop in San Diego's. Right in the building at the lower left, you know, it's like, right. it's, it's a part of what we do every day, right. you know? Um, and then contributing to that culture when we can and, and, um, everything else, man, you know, it's, it's, it's not, it wasn't hard. Lucky. Like you were around it right. too, bro. Like you, who, you know, slick and risky. Yeah, those yeah, are all your yeah, boys. But I feel those like are graffiti. Like with most people, I think legend. we choose yeah. your piece of the pie. Uh huh to roll with or yeah. get behind or maybe one and two. Yeah. Um, but you've always spread yourself, but you were able to do it. Yeah. And, and also but do it genuinely, it, it genuinely, right. and genuinely, but it. see yeah. the way that there's authenticity is you don't like if breakdancing becomes unpopular and your breakdancing brand, you become unpopular, right? Sure. Usually. Right. But with this, you're spread out. Yeah. So if something was maybe bubbling down, you 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 really were in it, like a, absolutely. It. Right. So you'd know absolutely. or whatever, like absolutely. And and you're right. And things do come in in kind of. But you didn't ways. get labeled and put no, away like right. that. But, you know but, what I'm but I still sure. have like you know the b boys that that are great friends of mine that I still you know make sure they're hooked up. And somebody hits me, I'm going, hey, I'm going to do this event, and you know, can you? So I'll, you know, if I that's if, the real if, part. If I could right. break them off and go, okay, here I'm going to give you this much for, right. for your event. I'm going to sponsor this or you know whatever we're able to do but at, at the same time you know it is a business and you have to be smart like okay well if i'm gonna put you know x amount of dollars into this breakdance event as opposed to putting x amount into this um you know these these musicians right, spend that concert. same amount of money with some some uh product placement making sure yeah. that these rappers and rock stars and high profile people get it like where's my money best spent right, right. because I, I i would love to give everybody sure. a shit ton of money and but, they would love to take it yeah but you have to be smart about that right like where how you're gonna gonna go into it but at the same time you know you want to support these these events and these cultures so 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 maybe i should ask jim because you know i've talked to to uh, bobby about it a couple of times where there's a skill that bobby has i mean listen uh, one of the skills that i think i see in 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 bobby or that i've experienced and and i'm kind of curious to your thoughts on it jim is his ability to somehow be in communication, right? Like, wh- how have you experienced it, and what do you see? Because Bobby seems to be able to be communicating with lots of different kinds of people, and and I had a talk. I'm gonna put this out there, and don't look worried; it's not gonna be bad. <laughs> but the thing is, is I've told about. I'm like, it's you know, because politics has a negative, political abilities has a negative spin just because of the way the country is and has been run, right? 
But there's a good side, and, and I don't mean it in that he panders to anybody, but I mean that he's able to speak, it seems like, different languages, right? And he's able to communicate. How have you experienced that, Jim? I, I've experienced it at the museum and in the meetings that we've had with the various folks from the city, yeah. uh, employees, as well as uh, his own folks who report to him, uh, whether he's leasing or lease agreements or right. uh, or just folks from the neighborhood or artists or creatives. So uh, it's, it's interesting hanging out with him for a few days because the phone calls that he gets, right. that he mixes. I mean, he's, first of all, Bobby's super kind. He's generous. Of course. He builds people up at I the end know. of the day, right? And so- <laughs> I at hope the, my and, wife heard that. And I always- <laughs> hey, I, Mrs. Tribal, if you're listening, yeah. please yeah, take so notes. No, I have this philosophy that, that I, I think everybody in the world wants to be loved and accepted in some sort of way. Right. And, and, and when you meet Bobby, he does make you feel comfortable and he's always That's true. It's it's and, and so there's something about facilitating conversation and making people feel comfortable in a room, sure. no matter who you are right. or where you're coming from. And the first time I met you, I mean, we found and it's wait, we found a common area of interest and kind of dug into that. And I've seen him do that with so many people. And they love them. They bring them gifts. They, you know, they oh, want to show shucks. their appreciation. <laughs> it's true. But so, I'll tell you, so, I'm going to tell you. By the way, Jim just yeah, slugged right, right. Bobby. Go ahead. So here's an example. So we were in a, it's we, true. We were in a meeting at the museum and they're searching for a new uh, executive director to run the museum. And they're also looking for new board members. And I said, you know who would be a good executive director of the museum? I said, Bobby. And all their employees go, that would be amazing. Wow. That would be amazing. Dude. And you can see him going like, Huh? <laughs> You're like, no. I'm like, but they all go, oh, would you be on our board? Would you do something here at the museum? I mean, that's, but that's the kind right. of influence yeah. he has. Yeah, always he, leave him wanting more, Bobby. That's, that's right. the he, ticket. He gets in a room and you, you do. You have a great way with people. And I think that's contributed towards all the various folks that you that's engage true. with. Anybody who can put up with my shenanigans has got to be oh, a uh, very patient, very <laughs> accepting person. Jim, um, all right. This is just, this is just me asking now. So, <laughs> hasn't it been? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah, yeah. yeah. always who just else, him. Who else would it be? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah. Um, so, tell us about Harvard, man. Come oh, on. Don't do oh, the wait. humble shit. Wait. Yeah. So, there's a story that he has. There's this clown. Oh, Lord. At Harvard. <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah. No, no. Yes. Have you heard of him? Oh, let's hear it, man. Woo! I want to hear it. So, Jim doesn't really like clowns. What? Yeah, most people don't. What do you mean? You mean like circus clowns? You know, like a guy that puts on makeup? <laughs> I don't, have you seen I don't, the movies, I, right? I, yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, so yeah. there was a, a homeless like clown. Him. Yeah. What? The clown, the clown, no, yeah. it, it used to hang out around the outskirts oh, of the Oh, in Harvard, right? every day when I'd walk the class at Harvard, uh, in Harvard Square, there was um, a homeless guy who was a clown. And wow. and I purposely not. I mean, I imagine that. Look, now he's like, uh, I, I purposely try not to make eye contact. It's just, oh, I do that with sure, all man. homeless. Yeah. What are you talking no, about? No, no but just, this guy was painted like a clown. And right. No, yeah. if I saw imagine that, that, I might go one block over. No, yeah. I'm not and, trying to get involved. And I'm late to class this one day, and I'm walking fast. <laughs> he stopped And you. he starts walking after me and oh, going, shit. "Sir, chasing, sir, him. sir." <laughs> And at a certain point, I got to turn around. Right. And I look at him. I go, what? He goes, you dropped your smile. 
That's the weirdest thing in the yeah. world I've ever heard in my life. Because Jim, he had this scared look on his face walking away, and the clown was like, no, I'm going to get this guy. I, did, I, you, did you smile? I, I did smile. Yeah. You smiled. Yeah, you <laughs> smile. got a smile no, got of right fear. Here. It was more like a grimace. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't mean to interrupt with that, but yeah. I just rem- that's the story that Wait a I got of Harvard. When you, when you went, was it Harvard undergrad? It was, uh, I did my master's at Harvard. All right. So yeah. uh, where, did you, where were you going from to Harvard? Uh, I was moving from Northern California, so I was a school teacher for the first two years, teaching high school art right after graduation. And then we, my wife and I, we just had our first kid, and we moved to Boston, went to BU, Boston University, got my first master's, second master's at Harvard. Okay, so let me, I'm going to ask two things real quick now. First and foremost, when you get accepted to Harvard, does everybody in your family and everybody around you go like, well... Yeah. Smooth sailing now, baby. Yeah. President, White House, next stop. You meet a lot of interesting people at Harvard, including Dude, people bet, who man. think they're the next president, for sure. What's the weirdest, without, you don't have to give any names, but was, what's the weirdest kind of like interaction like that that you had at Harvard? I, no, there was a guy that I met with that was convinced he was going to be president in 12 years. He would just say that? He, he met with me to talk to me about his campaign and the, oh, and the process he's going to, and he wanted to talk through. And somehow we got introduced by someone. Right. It was one of those opportunities. I was just like, great. Good for you. <laughs> but <laughs> I got, on the I other, on the other hand, and the guy's right. name was Barack Obama. Yeah, yeah that's right. No, but on yeah. the other hand, it is Harvard. Right. I mean, for right. Sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And then does everybody want to ask you about Harvard once they find out? You know, I don't know. You know, I work in the academy, so everybody has doctorates, and, right. and yeah, so you're not but that I special. Mean, you know, doc, but, doctor from University yeah, of like special, Lincoln man. is I not. I, I purposely don't bring it up. I don't hang my diplomas or anything See, at the university. you're kind of like the, the academic version of Bobby Tribal. Well, right. to me, it's, it's what have you done lately? So sure. where are you publishing? What are you doing? Where are you lecturing? You know, you can graduate but from Harvard you, and do nothing nothing with it ah, right. but i mean that's true but then how else are you supposed to coast on your laurels that's true that's true <laughs> i mean come on <laughs> so 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 you come out of that and so obviously you knew from the very beginning that you were very much focused on art yeah always and really at the end of the day why so my whole life is dedicated to helping people understand visual things in a deeper and more meaningful way. I think it hold makes... On, hold on, hold on a second. Hey, Schmitty, can you tell whoever it is that's yelling over there that we're doing a show? Sorry. I love it. So unprofessional. That, well, my just... God, we've got Bobby Tribal, hey, come on. Jim Dachin. Come on. All right, go ahead. Yeah, so uh, it's, it's about <laughs> visual understanding and education and it's one of the reasons i love street art and graffiti and any art that's out in the public sphere is i just want to get people to ask better questions about visual imagery it helps you learn about yourself about culture about travel about anything and so we don't do a good job through our formal education system about learning visually because there is a thing called aesthetic development we develop human growth and development sort of on a natural way as you get older. You know, you can imagine things that aren't in front of you by a certain age. You get hand-eye coordination. You do not develop aesthetically unless you're looking at visual things and reflecting on them and spending time, you know, in, in deep thought. So my life is all about that. You know, I, I, I'm an educator at the end of the day. And even like what we're doing with the, with the books and the shows and the museum shows, it's about helping people get a better appreciation 
of various culture and ephemera and things that are out in, in the world. And so what is it unique then about Southern California street culture that you see that is being contributed to the overall dialogue of art and aesthetic? Yeah, so I am convinced that street culture and the various components that make it up, they're no long, I mean, when we say subculture, we assume that they're small. They're not small. I think they're the most influential art media in the world. It, and when I say that, not because it's the most expensive or they're the most famous folks, right. it's, it's influencing people on a daily basis, whether they realize it or not. And that's why I'm so interested in it. And I don't even consider myself a part of it. I feel like, and in some ways you study something so long, you, you impact it in a way. Yeah. But I feel like I'm a visitor from the outside, right. investigating, talking about it, analyzing it and doing the best job that I can, but also acknowledging, right, that I, you know, I'm here with all of you, right? So you're, you're embedded within culture so much um, that you can no longer be a complete outsider and anything you study, you impact. I mean, there's, I don't believe in objective sort of uh, ways there's of no, looking at right. things. You know, that's interesting because from an American Indian perspective, right, and I purposely choose that name because I believe that, the, that what, what I come from is a clash of the cultures, right? And that's uniquely American, yeah. right? So the issue is, and also, it's a testament to you know the stupidity of the white man. They didn't know where they were. All right. So the issue. <laughs> so there I, you go. I All get right. it. So the the issue of it is though, <clears throat> when we go back to the art thing, right? So I've experienced and seen in museums where everyday things were then put up on a wall or put in a frame, right? And these are it's kind of like the reverse of what's happening here, where it's like, you know, for somebody who made a rug or somebody who made a uh, bow and arrow or for somebody who made you know something you would wear every day someone from the outside wants to come in and isolate it and then put it up on the wall or whatever as a piece of art which it is it is a piece of art but <clears throat> to the, a lot of people uh, especially me I've always found it very interesting that you can kind of do that and is that, and I'm not totally sold yet either way, really, is that, quote unquote, a wrong? Is that a de-elevation? Is that appropriation? Or is that in some ways the way this culture expresses a kind of worship? It's hard to tell, right? Because we're so used to the concept that if, well, we've been trained in some, some of the traditional beliefs about how cultures interact with each other. And I don't think they apply as much in the same way although there's still a lot of work to do. I don't think it's the, I think we're in a third or fourth wave of something, whatever that is, I don't know exactly, right? So what do you think about Bobby? Yeah, that's right. Back to you, my good man. you, boy. So, you know, obviously in your mind, you were thinking like, well, it's tribal, right, is the name of the deal. And I got this, you know, American Indian friend. Um, I'm curious. And what was your thought process on inviting me to write about sort of whatever it was that you thought I might write about for tribal? You're an academic. You're, you're educated. Your perspective means something. Um, I listen to the, this podcast. I, I listen to how you speak and what your thought process is like. And um, I just, I thought it was important to, and yeah, and then we are tribal. And, and, and we've, you know, not just tribal in a sense of the brand, but tribal in a sense of that's how we live. Right. Um, so you being a Native American, I think it's uh, important, that perspective. And, and it, it also, you know, 
I think it's a good contribution to the book and the name because obviously when people think tribal, especially American tribal, it, your thought usually goes to, you know, American Indians. Right. That's what yeah. we know. So, so to have that perspective is, I thought it would, would be very relevant. And I know you can write like a motherfucker. Too. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. Well, the issue is, is, and the other issue is, is that, um, so when you asked me to do it, right? Uh-huh. Right. So I go and I look, think about it and I go, what the fuck am I going to say? But once he got going, oh yeah, wait, wait, you actually I remember that? that? I, I, no. Yeah, because you know, <laughs> I, I remember he's like, that. Wait a minute, we had a good phone call. Yeah, about he's, like, it too. he's know, like, wait a minute, <laughs> Chumahan was at a loss. Yeah, yeah. What? I was. I mean, I think by the time that Jim and I had the phone call, I was still kind of. It was a funny phone call when I look back on it now because I wasn't sure what all the pieces were, right? Yeah. But I did want to be. I did want to be published. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah. I was excited about that. It's right? important, right? It like, is. It's important, especially when we're working. When we've been have the privilege to work under Jim. Right, and you know? so I took this as the the opportunity. I thought, man, that Bobby Tribal is a very generous fellow. I appreciate the opportunity. So then I thought, since I appreciate the opportunity, and it truly is, what what the fuck am I gonna say? And, you know, and where am I going to talk about my growing up on a reservation? And then how am I going to marry that to what I really think? Right. It's for real. Yeah. Because part of my journey. That's what it's about. Part of my journey in my life has been. Right. I am from this place. Right. But I don't necessarily think what's already been okayed by everybody to think. And then I don't mean that in a way of like we're going to throw away all the aspects of whatever. Right. On both sides. Right. Bank of America ain't going back. I've been to million Columbus Day protests at Berkeley. Okay. And I've seen a lot of hippie dudes love to talk to some Indian guys and be like, so what's going on, man? And I've seen some of my closest buddies play it up a little bit, right? And I'm like, I was did, you, did you find humor and entertainment in some of that? Like, did you being <laughs> like, would you humor them or would you ask questions back and be like, well, this is what, what do you, like, okay, did you right. play, did you all play right. with them? Because I know our personality and what, you know, who's the expert at this shit is our man Scan. Right. Like, oh, like, so? like yeah. that dude, that dude. He's working at a whole other level. Yeah, oh, yeah. dude, he's he, working 10 spaces yeah, ahead. He'll, he'll poke at you just out of, <laughs> just to entertain himself, just he, to yeah. see dude. what time of response, what type of response you're going to give him. Estevano, so did you do that? I've, Hundred percent. Estevan Oriol. First of all, part mm-hmm. of the American Indian sort of like strength or communal thing is humor and ridicule. Absolutely. Yeah. Half a lot of names that are given. Some of them are jokes, right? Yeah. And a lot of guys have multiple names, and then they turn into something else later down the road. That happens all the time. Right. And there is nothing. I mean, oh, man, why did you open that up? Bro? <laughs> no. take Tum- okay, sorry. Tum- Tum- Listen. The point of the matter is, is I'll tell you something, man. <laughs> I still I still walk into this stuff on a daily basis. Okay. And I'll yeah. tell you, I went I went to a chamber of commerce <laughs> networking function with my wife and partner, right? Right, okay. And I go there and it looks like a bunch of insurance salesmen with bad gel in their hair and everything. And I'm shaking hands and everything, right? To this day, still, adult people will come up and touch my hair. <laughs> Dude, I'm not lying. What? I'm not lying. Without asking? Without, Without asking, asking? Just walked up and was like, 
No way. Yeah, no. in front of my wife. Are you fucking kidding me? Oh, I swear that's true. I like. I dot somebody's eyes as soon as it fucking. Listen, listen. I can't. Listen, I can't do that. Nah, nah. I'm an attorney. I got a fucking. You know. They're not breaking the law though. Them actually putting. I mean, technically, yeah, but you should fall down on the floor when they do that. At the same token, great assault. Listen. Head dive, face dive every time that happens. Listen. Now, there's some version of that every day for me. Every, nearly every day for me, there's a version of that. And especially because I am educated, right? Sometimes people forget that I'm an Indian. But here's the uh, thing, too, Chumahan. No, 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 no. So this is the thing, too, is, is you are very unique. Because not just because you have a lot of people running around and they're saying they're, you know, American Indian. Right. Vis- like, oh, I'm a tenth. You, oh, you, I hear that. You hear this? Right. I'm my uh, and twenty percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, but, no, I'm you, but, 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 but here's the I thing: you right. look, it, you right? look at Chumahan. He's an educated, <laughs> right? You know, American Indian, right. and you look like right. an American Indian, right? Like you with but, your braids and your facial features and everything about you, you could tell. Oh no, this dude's a real deal. So, so how often do you or you run into somebody that is educated and looks like Chumahan? Oh, that's almost never. I mean, me, me, right? Pro- yeah, honestly, right. It doesn't happen. Yeah. It doesn't happen. So that's probably why one of the other reasons that I think going back to your first question, like why we invited you to do this, and right? It, and it was it was both of ours. We were in agreement. Like, yeah, Chumahan would be, you know, I think that's a good perspective. But um, yeah, people are they trip on you? Oh, like, they're, you're you're and, you're and but there's there is still I think genuinely. Um, people that are still very sympathetic to the what the American the so American. so so oh, check it out sure. check it out check it out check it out so that's all true and so the fine but I the, just opened a big old can yeah 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 okay so. <laughs> listen this is important listen, wait, 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 what, I mean, what time is it what time is it take some notes this is real shit I'm excited here we go so 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 part of so part of the fine line I walk every day is a negotiation because and I was at the gym I would say a month ago working out right and a lady in the middle of my workout came up and told me how sorry she was about what happened to the Indians and all this other bullshit and I and so every single day is a negotiation for uh, number one is this person just you know ignorant but they genuinely care. Right. And so how much am I going to punish them? Because they just don't know what to say. The flip side is, is this a time that I need to pull an Estevan Oreo? Right. Right. And pull out some knowledge things that she doesn't expect. Or just ask questions that you're just starting to entertain. Yeah. Why why would you think that? So 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 I think my so so right. Part of the article two in itself in, in it of itself was to also sort of show a different side of the American Indian. Right, because my dad was part of bringing Indian gaming into fruition. Right, he was part of a task force, and it was because the federal government wanted more power in the states that the Fed allowed it. Okay, so what we have is a whole bunch of business Indian people, like Indian business people, right? And they do, they wear braids, but they also have these other trappings, and they're fully. They're on their own mission, and they're on their own idea. And I've even thought that casinos could potentially be the only way that what the Indian or a tribal living, because I also think that there's something about the collective or the social organization of a tribe 
that um, that that in a capitalist society like we have, casinos might actually be one of the only ways that you can have that come into existence or have an expression. It doesn't mean other than some of the things that were preserved by the sovereignty that was given to the Indians and also the way of life. Because if you really look at the history, a lot of times the, the, the a lot of the Indians were like, fuck, all right, we'll live in Oklahoma. That's that what you want? We'll fucking live in Oklahoma. All right, and you're going to sign the paper. Okay, can you please adhere to the letter of this contract that you wrote? That's the Indian position, right? We made deals. We said, fine, it's a treaty. Let's do it. But you honor that agreement. We're not the savages, right? You wrote the agreement, and then you won't live by it, right? We didn't write that deal. And all we wanted to do was to continue doing whatever the fuck we wanted to do. And tribal people, I'm not going to say this is just an in, quote-unquote Indian thing, because you can see this in, in some tribal aspects, what they call a tribe in like Afghanistan or any of these other places, right? And by the way, let's not, you know, the Germans, right? They were the Indians, the Indians of the Roman Empire. Let's not forget that shit. The same things that Tacitus said uh, about the, the, the native Germans... Is almost verbatim what they say about American Indians here. Noble. That was that's interesting to me. I'm not I'm not familiar with Germans. That. Were they like Viking? Like yeah, they were like tribes. Vikings? There was right. these big tribes. Yeah, they should know. Yeah, and these guys right. Romania. And but but that was a Roman term. That's not sure. what they called themselves, right? So so they, and they would say all this stuff, man. They'd be like, "Oh, these yeah yeah these German guys, right? These Germans, they're more closely associated with the land. They're not corrupted by civil civilization like us Romans are, and that's why they're such great fierce fighters." And in there, underneath that, you can kind of get a sense that the the native Germans, right? Whoever they, they did not have a written language. They did not have a written language, right? These and, and the Celts and the Gauls and all these other folks, these are all the Indians of Europe, tribes that were then controlled and dominated by Rome. So it is. And you can see that maybe an empire, maybe what we think of American Indians and how they're described right now is just the way an empire deals with the free people that they're subjugating how do they describe it and i would even say and I, we got to wrap up i getting the high sign but but the thing of it is is that may even describe and this is what i was thinking about when i was thinking about tribal right it's you're affirmatively saying that i am still connected to the human freedom right the human freedom that came before this empire that's kind of been imposed on us and we're not so stupid and naive to think it's all going to go back, because it's not. But we are carving out our space here and putting our legacy in so that we can um, have some voice and control about what the future is going to look like. Because we're at a turning point. Nothing's going to be like it was. And the question's going to be, as we move into them, and this is what the article's about. So in any event, that's what I think is useful, especially useful. Tribal, tribal streetwear, the streets. Legacy. Legacy. I think it's all about, it's, it's, it's definitely about safeguarding. 
these important pieces of our history. And yep. it's up to us to do it. Safeguarding and sharing. And sharing. Preserving. Because the biggest thing that's an oppression to most people is that they don't know there's an alternative to right. how to right. organize ourselves. Totally so they're on. put into a false dilemma and that's how you're controlled. Yeah. You don't know that there's another way to do things. They're so hiding all the answers. Right. That's it? Right. All right. So I don't know. Jim, did I actually say any fucking I, thing on this yeah, thing? Come on. Yeah, of course. This was amazing. All yeah. right. Thank this you very amazing. much. Um, hey, man. We, you know what I got to say is, Jim, is just from hearing you talk a little bit, and of course, I'm this guy's biggest fan. <laughs> Bro, I would like to dig in deep on some stuff. I would like to do this again. Maybe we come down to San Diego. And let's open it up, man. You two have so much knowledge that you could share with so many people, you know? I think maybe me and Bobby would help pull it to the surface. Yeah, you know? yeah. I would love to I get like Jim to come on and also just do some discussions about streetwear. Absolutely. Well, right? You, you yeah. guys know. Yeah. Oh, well, here's the thing. So um, he's a, an expert on street art, and he's worked with all these big artists, and he's done multiple books. So he's very educated and knowledgeable in how many that, books? on that, how many on books? that, on that topic. Uh, six solo books. Wow. Uh, six I'm solo trying books. trying to do Come one. Right. I'm going home and I'm finishing writing, dude. Now you just made me feel like a peon. Yeah. Hey, come on. Six. Well, that's the guy the way. was chased by that's a homeless great, clown. What, are you, yeah. what, do, you got, what do you got right there? What are those? That's yeah. a few of them. That's the Shepherd Fairy. The Shepherd Fairy. Shepherd, Shepherd Fairy oh. book. Schwartz, do some marketing for our man, Jim. Yeah, come on, have, come on. Uh, so is this Toxic Command? Yeah. yeah. What is that? Come on, read off. Who wrote that? Who's editing it? Yeah. Come on. We we're so, trying to show our man Jim. He's too humble. I'll, I'll give it to you. No, so, no, no. Okay, go for it. Jim, come on, Schwartz. Do okay, something. Okay, so we got once. Stay Up, Los Angeles Street Art. Um, we have the Shepherd Fairy Inc. book. And then we also have Toxa Command, uh, that's, which looks yeah, like that, a really interesting book, man. That's the Urban Canvas. That's street art around the world. Um, you notice... Uh, yeah. So anyway, that's a fun book. Uh, art on all the various continents there. Where can people find you and your writings? How do people find out about you? And uh, it's pre you can, Instagram's a good place to find me. It's just at Jim Dacient. So it's just my name. Uh, my book's it's spelled with the D-A-I. D-A-I-C-H-E-N-D-T. Yeah. D-A-I-C-H-E-N-T. Yeah, yeah, and all mm -hmm. my books are on Amazon. They're on bookstores. All his books are yeah, on Amazon. Yeah, let's go. That's how we say oh, about man. the Potluck Show. All major. And then uh, if, yeah, you, if you want to, he has a TED Talk. Not hard talk. to find. He has a TED Talk. What's his TED yeah. Talk? What's your yeah. TED Talk? Come on. Uh, the TED Talk's called The Streets as Canvas. Oh, wow. Cool. Check that and out. And then going you back to. You up with somebody tonight. good, Bobby. <laughs> yeah, this guy's going to um, make you fucking famous and rich. Nah. No, but going back to what you said, anytime. You guys are always invited to, to in in our studio at the yeah, lower left. Yeah, what's the, the, the podcast the pod, that's the breaking new ground? Uh, the lower left podcast. Lower yeah. left. I'll check the, that the, out. The, right. The lower left right. podcast. We support that. So right. and then, but you guys are always, always well. You already know that. Yes. And then I'm hoping that for Street Legacy, you guys come down and do oh, something. Bro, you're not gonna be able to get us out. No, but but do no, but do. We'll set you up. We set you up in a room. Yes. yes. We'll yes. get you guys yes. to do something. Yes. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, for sure. Like Absolutely. Right. Right. Get treated like right. yeah. beans. On the yeah. twenty, you can you can do either the twenty fourth, the twenty fifth, or the twenty fourth and the twenty fifth. I'm doing twenty fourth and twenty fifth. Yeah. And Schwartz, make sure Bobby gets Big Lux Rider. He only brown M and. For yeah, him, yeah, 
right, all right. Bobby, you know, by the way, Bobby, the prima donna. Bobby, by the way, you think uh, you think we could get uh, our, our photographer and our and our our, our showrunner extraordinaire a couple t-shirts, man? Yeah, we could look I out could, for them. I could do all that. Hey, okay, listen, all that. listen, Thank listen. You. Send me Thank the you. bill. I'll pay for it. I know no, what it's no, like no, to have no, a no. business. Everyone's no. asking for free shit. I get that, but I hate that. Right? Hey, man, it was Bobby. Wait, let me go backwards. I'm waiting for this cookies box. I've been waiting. Oh, that's this guy right here. What are you doing? Got you, got you, got you. <laughs> got you, Bobby. You want to you want to let everybody know where they can find you, find out about you oh, know, okay. legacy um, and yes. the brand. I, well, uh, on Instagram, on Bobby Tribal. Right. Um, the brand is uh, Tribal Streetwear. Yeah, so yeah. these are at Tribal Streetwear at Bobby Tribal. The show is at the Legacy Show. Um, the yeah, that's that's me. Okay, that's the Legacy Show. One last the, time. the lower left is the store in San Diego. So and podcast. And podcast. Yeah, right. the lower left podcast. And one last time, when does it open? When does it close? And where do they go to get whatever tickets they need? The show opens on June 25th, California Center for the Arts. Right. Escondido. Um, car show, museum art show, food trucks, right. DJs, Wonderful. beer garden. Beer um, doing nice. doing uh, a lower left pod. Um, I mean, the hard luck show. Yeah, will yes. be there uh, right. broadcasting, broadcasting live. live. Right, um, and just you know, it, it's it's uh, we're 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 super excited about it. Um, yeah, Escondido. The doors are going to be blown there. off, and the show awesome. runs Man. till Exciting. August twenty eighth. Nice. The art show runs since, and there'll be multiple events within that two month period that go along with Street Legacy. And then Jim. What's the tandem book that's coming along with it? What's the title? How do people buy that? Pre-orders or when? Oh uh, yeah, we'll 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 announce the the way to buy it. Okay, but it'll be available this summer. So stay tuned for that, and we'll announce it through the channels. But it's a it's published by a, a company called Intellect Books. Okay, uh, based very out of, good. Out of Sounds intelligent. Okay. It's an academic publisher. <laughs> okay. So very good. You know, awesome. it, we'll 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 announce that stuff as it gets closer to right, it. Though. Right, right. Any okay. chance of tribal NFTs anytime soon? If if someone wants to help me out with that, because I, I know say that. I, you're gonna get flooded, bro. Uh, I'm not. I'm not. I know I have content and material and yeah, ability yeah. to do that. See but I don't, Bobby about NFTs. I'm busy. I'm, I'm busy. Uh, www.supermaxhardware.com. Uh, check us out. We got some some summer stuff dropping. Listen to the Hard Luck Show Monday, right. Wednesdays, right. and Fridays. Right. Bye. The L.A. Crime audiobook. Right. Yep. Uh, Art LA of Crime, War. Right. And the Art of War audiobook. Done by us. Annotated by us. We're working on the five rings yeah. right now with my here. aunt, who is a, is a professor. Esteban online. All right. Oh, Esteban oh, Oil Scan wants say to say hello. something. What's up, guys? Yeah. <laughs> Does he know we're doing a podcast? What's up? What's up? We got Bobby here. And what up, Jim. Jim is partner. Come on. Oh, man. Shout out to the Hard Show. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Special guest. Right. Yeah. Yes. All right, Stephon. Oh, Thank man. you, partner. Thank, Thank you. you. I'll, I'll Venmo you for that, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Venmo you. PayPal, whatever it is. You, laugh, you don't joke around with him with that. He'll take All you right. up on that. Don't you worry. That's my boy. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, Ovando right. Bone LLP, we wear braids to court. Let the Tomahawks fly the best m legal representation that money can buy. Also, right, Cool Jewels, yep. another artist, yep. right? Schwartz, what else yep. you got? 
That's it, man. All right. Cosmic Demise. Go to the skate hey. show tomorrow. Hey. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Shout Friday. out to Schwartz for making it happen. Right. Yeah. Mikeangelo. Photography. Big Tiny. Big Tiny. Big Tiny. Lefty. Holy shit. Big Lefty. Big Leprechaun. Got Hazard in the house. All right. All right, guys. Mrs. Hazard. And this is what we do about this time. Hasta la vista from the Hard Luck Show. Yeah. Peace. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.